All right, welcome back to Beyond Good Enough. This your host, Jaren. And before we go ahead and get into this next episode, because I'm about to get into some shit, I need to go ahead and knock out this disclaimer right quick. So let me go ahead and take care of that. All right. Now, depending on which relative is listening to this, please understand that if content in the following episode makes you get in your feelings, make you feel make you feel some type of way. Um according to the 808 clause, I am required to let me go ahead and pull this up. And I quote not give a ranch dip, a honey mustard dip, a ketchup dip. A garlic sprinkled, a parmesan sprinkled, a one-eighth cut, a steak cut, a waffle cut, or a sweet potato french fry fuck about your feelings. Because this ain't about your feelings. This is about me expressing myself. All right, let's go ahead and get into this episode. Oh, if we go back to episode two, I talked about black male depression, my experiences being a black male and going through depression and all that good shit. So I needed to continue. I kind of need to continue that discussion, but... It's probably going, this is probably going to be more about, I guess, my mental health and my struggles coming up, as well as how, I, how I, basically how I cope as far as mental health goes and what I'm doing to heal, because that's what this is all about. Now, before I go ahead and get into all that, let me go ahead and wish wish all the witches blessed Samhain, the veil between the living and the spiritual worlds is down, at least for about another three hours and 24 minutes. So, use this time, communicate with your lost loved ones in the beyond all that good shit it's a good time to do some witchcraft happy halloween take kids trick-or-treating hopefully they got some good candy and let me go ahead and knock this misconception out ain't nobody giving your kids edibles i've heard this stupid shit floating all around social media and i laughed my ass off Bitch, bitch, who's gonna waste that motherfucking weed on your child? Uh, some of us need, some of us need to be able to get through our jobs. Some of us are parents who need to deal with our own damn kids, or whatever. Or we, or there's 
medical issues. But yeah, ain't nobody finna waste no THC nothing on tricking kids and they Halloween candy. Well, man, fuck out of here. I'm so sick of hearing that. Okay. So, let's see. What 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 was this? Uh, this was Friday night into yesterday morning. Yeah, Friday night and yesterday morning, I talked I talk with my mom. My mom has apparently been listening to my podcast. She's listened to the episodes with Draco. We talked. I got a hold of her. She wanted me to get a hold of her. I got a hold of her. We talked. She was under the assumption that I wanted nothing to do with her. No, that is not the case. Originally, in the last four years, I just wanted to separate myself from the rest of her relatives. You know, because there's so much, because really there's so much shit going on. There's so much toxicity. And really, in some form of another, they've all we've we've all perpetuated that shit. Me, inclu- me included, but I decided I want I've decided I want no part of that. And I've got a multitude of reasons, which I will also be getting into. But I just want to go ahead and knock out this misconception from my mom. Which I'm pretty sure I knocked it out when I was talking to her, but I'm gonna go ahead and knock it out again. I'm gonna go ahead and knock it out again and just say it. No ma, that wasn't the, that wasn't the case. If you felt like if you felt like that's what I felt, then please understand that. And disclaimer, before I say this. Disclaimer. If depending on who is listening. You feel offended by this next statement. You feel like I'm talking about you or your favorite or fuck ever. And as I said in the disclaimer in the beginning of this episode, I don't give a waffle cut sweet potato French fried fuck about your feelings. This ain't about you and no amount of gaslighting. It's going to change that. You you can come at me. Feel free to come at me. Feel free to come at me, man. But please understand, depending on how you come at me, you're going to get cussed the fuck out. And I ain't going to feel not one iota bad about it. Okay. So back to what I was saying, because I tend to get off track. So anyway, uh, I was as I was saying. Uh, so if my mom actually thought that I ain't want, I ain't want nothing. You know, I wanted nothing to do with her. Like really, it's it's really all your relatives that I want nothing to do with. They all too damn toxic. There's just so much. There is so much that needs to be unpacked with them. But there's. But they are too damn narcissistic. They too damn narcissistic to admit it. To admit to to admit that there is a problem. They feel like 
I guess, out of some bullshit obligation to family or whatever, that they have to enable enable each other's bullshit rather than call rather than outright call it out. So anyway, I'm not that person. I'm not that person. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it how I see it and fuck you if you don't like it. So again, getting off track, no ma, that wasn't that wasn't it. If you felt like I felt like that, that's because that's because it was all the effort that your mother was putting into keeping us apart. It was all it was basically it was basically her her manipulations. Her hands got her hands guiding the strings. Now I think I went over this in part one where where I was treated so differently by my grandmama and her children simply because they didn't like they didn't, simply because they felt some type of way about my mother and because I'm her child and my mother's other children weren't around for that much so they could lash out at them. So, you know, all this hate. But here I am, dead smack in the middle of them. Dead smack in the middle of them. She's not around for them to fucking vent. At. She's not around them so they can talk they bullshit or what the fuck ever, you know. So, you know, take this shit out on me. And I never understood why. I never understood why until I woke up one day and I realized, okay, I'm this woman's child, but yeah. So I was talk so I was talking to my mom. And given that I know that the relative that her relatives all like to enable each other's bullshit. You know, they enable whatever drug habits they've got. You know, they sit around, you know, they enable they enable the generational curse of alcoholism that runs deeply. <sighs> you know, because, you know, they love, they love to talk about each other, get together, they love to talk about each other, down one another, talk, and say that they and say that they ain't shit. But yet, they will gather, but their fake asses will fucking gather for the dumbest of fucking reasons, just to have, just to be able to drink and clown, and whatever. Okay, fuck that. Alright. Now oh boy. Dear Shadow Work, I fucking hate doing you. But you are necessary as shit. Sincerely. A pagan who has been hardened as fuck 
all these years and is now softening up and hating every goddamn second of it. God. Again. Don't care about your feelings. And please, don't come at me with your religious bullshit just because I don't I don't follow your spiritual path. Yahweh supposedly talks to y'all. Don't talk to me. All right. Uh, we'll be back after a quick break. And I'll see you on the other side. Oh, good Lord. And welcome back. <clears throat> So, back to this conversation with my mom, and we're going to talk about my mental health, my experiences with depression, and how toxic family played a role into that shit, and so on. Okay, so, uh, oh god, man, do I really have to do this? Repressed memory. Gotta love it. I'm sitting here asking myself, I repressed this, but I couldn't repress being molested? Like, seriously? Seriously, I... Now, I guess this memory that's about that I'm about to talk about, I must have came up really, really... When I was like really, 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 really fucking young. And I swear, I don't remember. I really don't remember this. But I have a feeling it might have. I have a feeling it might have happened given how how I've been approached, how I've been treated with such fucking disdain. I mean, shit stopped when I became an adult, but, you know, I'm gonna lie. You know, I'm an adult, so I can, I can really lash back, and you see that I don't let you being older than me stop me from clapping back if you disrespect. So, little backstory. About <sighs> well, 10, 11 years ago, I was working at this, I was working at this nursing home. And I got out of school. So I got out of school. This was about a year or so after. So this was about a year or so after. Uh, after it, after it came out that that my mom's ex, it's his son that her son had not only molested me but my two oldest nieces. For the record, I like this woman. I didn't think there was anything wrong with her. She was really kind. To me, she was a beautiful soul. She just had an alcohol problem. And unfortunately, that demon defeated her last month. So, <sighs> so Carolyn Harrington, wherever you are, May you be at peace, Auntie. May you be at peace, Auntie. Alright. So, time to discuss a repressed memory. 
if you've noticed, I'm my tone of voice, I'm being extremely sarcastic because I really don't want to do this. But Spirit says it's time for me to stop fucking running from the past. And I got to do what Spirit says. All right. So about 11 years ago, about, I'd say about two, three months before I quit, I was working at this nursing home. My mom was at. I brought this up in part one that I worked at a nursing home with my mom. And my grandma didn't like that. She was fucking furious. And really, my grandma would be low key fucking upset anytime I did get a job because apparently I was getting disability. Or she was getting disability for me. He would low key try to. He low-key try to get me fired from jobs. I guess because she didn't like that me having a job was a threat to whatever money she was getting off my back. So anyway, uh, my mom tells me, my mom tells me something. She tells me uh, as a kid, she tells me as a kid, I told her that one of her sisters used to lock me in a closet. Now, again, given, given my disposition, given my background, and given that this particular person were and in all honesty her children were notorious for downing me and my grandma would do absolutely nothing about it i believe it i believe it but i swear that i don't fucking remember this shit have happened sure but you know given shit but you know given the abuse that children go through you know child a child ain't gonna make up child ain't gonna make up no shit like that and even if they were coached eventually they're going to admit it's not true. So, I guess this did happen. I can't say that it did because I don't remember, but I do remember all the bullying I found. And my mom fucking, and my mom says she lashed out. She wasn't too happy about that. Obviously. No, she didn't have me. Dead ass. Now again, whoever's listening, feel some type of way. And this time, instead of a sweet potato French fried fuck, I don't give a rally season French fried fuck. That's checkers for all you motherfuckers outside St. Louis area. But yeah, but yeah. According to my mom, I told her as a kid that one of my aunties 
used to lock me in a fucking closet. Swear to fucking God, I don't remember that shit. Dead ass, dead ass don't. But given everything that I fucking address, I believe it, bro. And what I find fucking annoying, what I find fucking annoying is I probably told, I probably told my grandma and she ain't believe me. But then again, it's not like she ever, it's not like she ever stood up for me growing up. And dude, I was, I was her fucking right hand man. From the time she found out that her husband, her second husband, had dementia, and even beyond, even past his death, I was a fucking right hand man, loyal to her, but she was never loyal to me. Let's just be honest. Now. All I, like, I realized that all I'd ever wanted, all I'd ever wanted from my grandmama was to respect me and was to appreciate me. I got neither. And if she did tell people, and if she did tell people that she appreciated me, she'd sing my praises in one breath and then another turn around and insult me. Make it make sense. I ain't got the, I don't have time anymore for untreated, I don't have time for untreated mental illness. And speaking of untreated mental illness, like, I, was just, I just came straight out. I came straight out when I talked to my mom. I told her. Straight up, I'm like, don't take this, don't take this wrong way. But your mother was not the person she wanted everybody to think she is. She is not as great as her ego makes herself out to be. She is not as great as motherfuckers sing her praises to be. No, no, I've seen her true colors. Live with that shit for twenty. Some years. I'd say 27. 27 years. Nope. Nope. Never. Now, I'm going to go ahead and take another break. And we'll be back shortly. National November Writing Month. That's November. November is National Novel Writing Month. Nano Remo. Can you write 50,000 words in 30 days? Starting on November 1st, hundreds of people, hundreds of thousands of people around the world would begin to write, determine the end of the month with 50,000 words of a brand new novel. This organization officially became a nonprofit in 2006. I personally love NaNoWriMo 
And if you like to write, you should go ahead, get on board. Take the challenge. Hi, Charlie, and we back. Man, this is a lot harder than I thought it would be. But it's got to be done. This has to be done. I have to do this. I have to see this through. It's just tough facing. It's just tough facing this shit and then having to address it. But I need this. I need this, especially if I'm going to bring peace to myself. I'm tired of choosing violence, dog. I'm tired of choosing violence. I'm choosing peace. And that's that's a call back. That's a reference to a poem from to a poem by Kia Moore, which y'all need to go get our latest book, A Complicated Melody. Poems in the name of peace. It's really good. Really good, sis. I sat back. So I sat back and after I got done meditating, I cracked your book open. God and I was blown away. Straight up. Like this gave me this gave me more of an idea of who you are. And I can't wait. I cannot wait to read more. So anyway, where we leave off, we left off with how I was having a conversation with my mom. I'm still have I'm still talking to her. This is ongoing. And we're both kind of slow to respond. She's busy, I'm busy, we're adults. I'm saying. So, and as I wanted to, so I wanted to actually get this out. While nobody will probably acknowledge this except for your children and your older grandchildren who know, who are in the know, my mom took accountability took accountability for her wrongdoings that landed her in uh, in in her situation she was incarcerated she took accountability and took steps to fix her life to make things better not just for herself but for the children well for the child she was raising which would be the sibling slightly older than I am. About a year and about 15 months. So, yeah. That's actually what I forgot to say in part one. I was going to say that I acknowledged that my mom took accountability and made the changes to right the wrongs she had made. To herself, to me, to my brothers, 
so on and so forth. Now, I left off pointing out how my gram ain't as good as motherfuckers make out to be. And I'm going to say this all through this motherfucking episode. You feel some type of way. I am not inclined nor required, according to the 808 clause, to give a sugar dip sweet potato french fry fuck. Thing. Please. If you have some sort of issue, address me directly. I don't care. Don't care. So, anyway, mom, she told, she told me that my gram was desperate to keep us apart, keep, keep me away from her, even though my mom was doing all she needed to fix her life, or whatever. She said that Graham was doing this under the guise that she cared, loved me. Nick. That was never, I realize now, that was never the case. That was never the fucking case. One thing I can tell you I never felt from this lady is love. I never felt admiration or love from this woman in any way, shape, or form. Tell you that. I'd say her husband gave slightly more of a fuck about me than she did. Like, and I can sense, and even when he could no longer verbally express himself, even when he could no longer verbally express himself due to his dementia, due to him being trapped, inside himself being caged inside himself seeing him that's what i can I, I can tell you that's probably what dementia is like being caged inside yourself and looking at him it sucks it's the fate i wouldn't wish on anyone even if i hate you i can tell he gave more fucks about me than she did and i in return did care about him. Which is probably why I was more drawn to him than which is probably why I was more drawn to him, really, even when forced to take on this role of unpaid in-house nursing. Because for shit, three, three and a half years, they didn't want to hire a fucking aide. They didn't want to do what was right. So, yeah. So, what my mom's telling me made sense. And what I know, and I, reali and I realized this. Graham would take me on those Saturdays up until I was about up until I was about 15 to go see her son. She would go see her son. But she never, but apparently she never went to go see my mom while she was locked up. And apparently she would not let her oldest child 
Apparently, my oldest sibling ate me. Again, everything was this need. Everything really was a need for control. A need, I guess, to brainwash me. And that's what she tried to do. She tried to brainwash me to just outright hate my mother. For, for a while, it took hold. For a while, it took hold, man. But came to that conclusion that that shit wasn't me. It was, it was all her. It was always her. And I guess one of my struggles... So this really comes to some mental health. This comes to my mental health issues. One of my struggles is I want to be like I go I've had issues where I go looking for love in the wrong places in the past. Because, and I think it's because for me growing up, feeling unwanted, feeling unloved, feeling like I don't belong. Like, like I've got, like I've got no, like I've got no fucking place. And. I didn't belong. I don't belong. So I distance so I distance myself. And I'll continue to distance myself. I'm gonna do what I need to do to protect my peace. I learned how to be comfortable with solitude. I learned how to be comfortable with just me getting by with just me. If a motherfucker say they got me or or they care, dog, I learned how I ultimately learned how to love myself. I love myself above everything. And there are days where I'll struggle with that. Where I'll struggle with my self-love. Where I will hate myself. I'm not perfect. I'm not. Dog. I'm a, I'm a mess, man. I'm a fucking hot-ass mess. But unlike my relatives, at least I'm willing to admit it. At least I'm willing to fix myself. Them, they'll never... They'll never admit it. They'll never get it. They'll never get the help that they need. And really, for most of them, I'd say it's too late. It's too late. Does that mean I have to be? Do that mean I got to be around them? Fuck no, nah, bro. And apparently, I'm not the only one. I have a cousin. I have a cousin who has also validated everything. 
who's also validated me, made my feeling, who has made my feelings feel like they're valid. Like she stays farther, she stays farther fuck away from them with her child now, and you know they treated her a hell of a lot differently. They, you know, they treated her with disdain because she was different. So I can relate to that. I can understand it. And she wanted no fucking part of that toxicity. Just like I don't want no part of that toxicity. Depending on who's listening. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to reiterate. I'm going to reiterate the fact that you motherfucker. I'm going to reiterate the fact that you motherfuckers are canceled. And y'all know it. Y'all know it. And you don't care. And some of y'all are going to pass that on. Some of y'all passed it on to your kids. Some of them are unfortunately going to pass it on to their children. And I feel bad for them. I feel bad because they're going because they're going to be eventually they're going to grow up to be really fucked up adults and not know why. Yo, you find yourself listening to this, please understand you ain't got to be like them. You ain't got to be like them. You ain't even got to be like me. But if you have issues, admit that to yourself. And don't just admit it to yourself. Take steps. Heal. Because all these motherfuckers, because all these motherfuckers have some form of unresolved trauma from abuse or what the fuck ever. Some of these motherfuckers have, some of these motherfuckers have some form of untreated mental illness. And that's scary. And that's scary to such unstable people. And that bring and that brings me way back to the conversation to this conversation with my mom. My mom says that my grandma's bloodline. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. I definitely believe it. Especially when you look at, especially when I look at my great grandma. And y'all motherfuckers may not want to admit this shit. Y'all know, y'all know damn, y'all know it y'all selves. And I know my cousins know this themselves and probably won't admit it, at least not in the open. Y'all know, y'all know that lady was fucked up. Y'all know, y'all know that oh, that woman was evil. And some of y'all, now I'm pretty my mom was never brought around her. That's fortunate for her. But some of y'all other motherfuckers, y'all know. Y'all know that woman was evil because I heard stories about my uncle. That's that sack of shit human being that he is. Had to stand out on a fucking patio. On a cold St. Louis night at 
2 o'clock in the motherfucking morning. Oh, that's torture, man. So you torturing? So this lady was torturing her grandkids. This woman. So I'm gonna tell you one instance, and I've probably and I went over this in the episodes about toxic black issues and Marcus Houston and fucking R. Kelly over on Draco's podcast. But I'm gonna go ahead and remind you. So. My grandma's second husband had dementia and was slowly and was slowly losing himself. Again, dementia. And the fuck with it. Wouldn't wish it on my enemy. So she I know so this man basically wandered out of the house. And I know for a fact this old this old lady saw him. I know for a fact she saw him go out the door and said nothing. So my grandma went looking for him and then I go looking for him. Somebody brought him back and somehow my grandma decides to lay that shit at my feet. I'm the fucking money. You're the fucking adult. There are two other fucking adults in this house. How's this shit my fault? How's it my fault? He got a that he got out the fucking house. And matter of fact, why the fuck am I watching am I watching him? I'm a fucking teenager. I'm doing teenager shit. Get the fuck, get the fuck out of here, man. But yeah. But I think this old lady was possessed by something. I think her whole family was possessed by something evil had some sort of curse on that. Like all these motherfuckers, like all these motherfuckers are cursed somehow and that shit has been passed down. Cause she was an alcoholic really bad too. To the point she was an alcoholic and a chain smoker to the point where she lost her left leg. And she spoke nothing but negativity to me too. So you got all these motherfuckers so you got all these motherfuckers coming at me negatively me as a child. Don't know why. Don't know why. And of course, you know, I'm just, I, I do kid, I do kid shit. I do, I do kid shit because that's what we do, you know, at, the, at those age, man, you know. So that shit takes you into spiraling depression. It just takes you to a really dark ass place. And you just feel like you can't get out. You in a deep ass hole and you be it's like you being buried alive, basically. <sighs> yeah, a deep ass hole. You in a deep ass hole being buried alive in a mudslide got no foot and you can't climb out. It's horrible. <sighs> and it took me the long and it took me the longest time to figure out that I did not need I did not need respect 
or admiration or even gratitude for my grandma or any of my family. I appreciated myself if as long as I knew I was doing the best I can for her, for her husband, as long as I love myself, as long as I respected myself, as long as I did my best to never be the fucking loser that my scumbag ass uncle is, who she really started fucking favoring over me once he got out of prison. Like, baby, like, her and the rest of them, they babied the fuck, they baby the fuck out of him. And then, you know, the, there was this night, there was this night, I was at work. I was at work and my co- and my cousin. Again, if you've listened to me on Draco's, then, you know, or if you followed me on Facebook, we're just going to call him the emo bitch. I'm not giving this nigga no clout. We're going to call him the emo bitch. I know, yes, he has a name. And motherfucker. And baby the fuck out of that motherfucker, too. You know, he has a name, but let's call him. Let's call him the emo bitch, because he's always fucking, because he's always in his fucking feelings about something. He's always in his fucking feelings about something, doesn't want to take any accountability for anything. Or nothing. You know, every, nothing's his fault. Nothing's his fault, or whatever. Antagonistic piece of shit. So... Emo bitch calls me one night. This is back in 2015. We'll be coming up on six years ago, like the week, before, like uh, three days before Thanksgiving of this year. So he calls me up while I'm at work and asks me if I'd seen his earring. Now, mind you, I hadn't been home in like a week. And I'm pretty sure he would he would have known this. I hadn't been home in a week, man. I was out, my partner. And I tell him, no, I haven't even been home. I come home, and on top of all this fuck shit, and on top of all this fuck shit, a rat had been running rampant throughout the house with no progress on killing him. Motherfucker made like okay. So not only does this guy's five thousand dollar earring come up missing, but my Android tablet and my Xbox 360 arcade. So, you know, these are out of fucking style. But it's the fact that this is still my shit. This is my shit. It was gifted to me, but I bought everything I needed 
to make that bitch work. I bought all my games. I bought my, I even bought chargers for my controller when, you know, the battery pack on the back is you got to put like two double A batteries. Fact of the matter is, this is still, this is still my shit and shit comes up missing. So my shit comes up missing. That was the last, that was really one of the last straws for me as far as living in the house. If I can't come home, if I can't come home, find my shit where I put it in my own home, then there's a problem. So, you know, nobody really cared if my piece was disturbed. Big fucking, big fucking deal, you know, and especially Graham. She didn't care. She didn't care. And this motherfucker, and this motherfucker's over at his over at his fucking sister's house where Graham was staying, because prior to this, she fell and broke her hip. She fell and broke her hip, had surgery. You know, she can't live alone anymore. She can't live alone anymore, basically. And she was aggressively going through that rehab. Like, yeah, I'm trying to get back to living alone. No, not at your age. You really should not be living by yourself. <sighs> but ego, pride, all that. But moving on. But moving on back to this motherfucker. So not only does this emo bitch's $5,000 earring come up missing, but my shit comes up missing, all of this. Now, I don't know what disagreement these two fuck boys will happen. But what the fuck you bringing but what you bringing me into it for? Like that motherfucker spent the last 10, 11 years fucking me over. But y'all gotta remember I didn't I didn't mean shit to my family. Y'all remember I don't mean shit to these people. I'm unimportant to these people. At this point, I'm nothing to these people. Especially now that he's home. They, you know, my aunties, they've got their fucking brother back. They, she's got her fucking son. But, you know, she can't, but she can't control him like she did me. And I guess that just got in her fucking claw. <sighs> Like, I feel like for those almost for those 10 or so years, it's always been him versus me. And I've done nothing to this son of a bitch. I ain't never did shit to this son of a bitch, man. I've never actively gone out and antagonized this motherfucker. I've like, I never understood it. I've never had a fucking problem with him, but I guess all this, you know, him constantly fucking me over, it's like he's got some sort of under-fucking-line issue in, with me. I guess he feels like for the, all those years he was gone, he probably thinks he probably thinks I tried to replace him. Dude. Dude, your sisters fuck, except for my mother, your sisters fucking hate me. I'm the dumb fucking retard to them. I'm the dysfunctional 
I'm the dysfunctional, dumb fucking retard in their eyes, in their children's eyes. Dude, I don't want your fucking family. Like, for real. Nigga, nigga, I don't want your fucking family, man. You can have them toxic motherfuckers. You can keep them. I don't want your family. I don't want to be a part of it. I hate them. Now, the name directed at anyone I've been talking to recently. Name directed at my mom and her other two children. I'm sorry. It's I say that because I don't really have the emotional connection with them to call them brothers. But I don't have a problem with them either. And I'm sure they've got their own. I'm sure they've got their own issues. Hopefully. They've acknowledged them and used that and use that shit to make them better fathers. Hopefully. I don't I don't know them. I can't say that they're toxic. My mom says they ask about they they ask about me. Cool. I wonder about y'all motherfuckers too. To be honest. I'll keep I'll keep the family that my mom that my mom created. I'll keep, you know, I'll keep the cousin that I've been talking to. I'll I'll keep the cousins I've been talking to, you know, that haven't come across as toxic as fuck. But the rest of you toxic motherfuckers, leave me the fuck alone. You see me in the streets. Don't acknowledge me. Don't fucking acknowledge me. Don't. If I didn't matter to y'all, then I don't matter to you now. I don't want to matter. That ass. Y'all wanted me to not exist for so long. Well. I'm giving you what you want. I'm giving you what you... I'm giving y'all motherfuckers what y'all want, man. And I'm gonna be over here with my partner and my cat healing. I'm going to do what I need to do to heal. How am I healing? Well, I heal. I meditate. I sit back and meditate. I got in touch. Got in touch, man, with the ancestors, my ancestors. I got in touch with my spirituality. When I say spirituality, I don't mean Christianity. I am spiritual, but nothing about 
any form of Judeo-Christianity, nothing Abrahamic speaks to me. I'm pagan as fuck. So, I'm in, so I try to stay in tune with myself. I try. I give myself what I was never given, and I try to give it to other people. Basically. I do my, and I struggle, but I do my best to speak positivity into myself. And I do my best to speak positivity into the family that I've created. Now, I have no kids, but I have a cho, I also have a chosen family. So, yeah. So, all y'all motherfuckers, like, I don't. Want Charles? I, I don't like my mom's relatives' idea of family. So I went out and created my own. I went out and chose my own. I have other brothers. I have sisters. I have sisters. I have these other nephews. I have these other nieces. And I do my best to speak positivity toward them, to speak positivity about them to their parents. When I see, when I see that these kids have accomplished something, when I see that these kids have accomplished something, I congratulate them. When they... When they have a dream, I don't shit on them. I try to keep, I try to keep my younger brother's kids uplifted. I speak positivity every time my sisters, every time my niece or main does something. I speak, I speak positivity. I do spells, hoping, hoping that that love and that energy reaches them. That's my healing process. My, my healing is really to, to love myself. It's to love myself and speak positivity. Not just to me, not just to myself, but to everybody around me. When I go to when I go to my day job, when I go to my day job, I you know, I don't say nothing negative to my coworkers. I you know, I try to you know, I try to uplift my coworkers. Try to uplift my, you know, try to keep my manager uplifted, even though he don't be wanting to hear that shit. Yeah, he don't be trying, he don't be trying to hurt it, man. But still, I go to the, I go to this boxing academy. That's another thing, man. I never being growing up, growing up the way I did. 
And especially, especially when you autistic, you got ADHD. You know, you grow up, you grow up bully, man. You grow up bully. And I never got to efficiently learn how to defend myself. And I've never really gotten to enjoy, I never really got to, in my youth, enjoy martial arts. So I heal by treating myself to the thing, by treating my inner child to the things he was denied. So what do I do? I live my passions, like the martial arts. I live out <laughs> when nobody fucking, while nobody fucking, you know, even appreciated the fact that I was writing for my college newspaper. Like I would bring home art, I would bring home that week's paper and be like, I did this. Nothing. But I kept those shits. Now I just wish I'd have taken them with me when I moved out. But luckily, that's what the internet is for. I can go back and find all and find everything I wrote for Umsel's newspaper. <sighs> so I heal through martial arts. And right now, the martial art of choice is boxing. It was judo. No, actually, my first foray into martial arts was wrestling. Then it was judo. And now it's boxing. I'm going to add on fucking Muay Thai. I'm going to dip back into judo. I'm, uh, and I'm even going to start working on Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. These are things that are going to help me. And if you know me, I mean, and if you know me personally, I've always struggled with my weight. And it didn't help that I was being shat on because of my weight growing up. And then while I try to do something about it, I got shat on about how I was trying to do it. So, yeah, it was all about, so everything was all about control, keeping me disoriented. Thank the fucking ancestors. Thank the master and the lady that, that uh, my mother's mother didn't have enough smarts to go the legal route. So, if you know what a conservatorship is, it's what Britney Spears is trying to escape. Basically, her dad owns her. Everything. He owns her finances. He owns her utterly. And he uses it to abuse her. I can only imagine. 
I can only imagine if I'd even still be alive if I were locked into a conservatorship. So I'm going to go ahead and take one more break. No guarantees. I'm going to take one more break before we get into even further this conversation I was having with my mom. Bruh, 60 men, 60 minutes. Did you know that 60 men die from suicide every hour? Yeah. So that's basically one man a minute. So, and even then, man, we got... Even then, men face prostate cancer, testicular cancer, mental health issue, bro. So, in Movember, 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 have you said, fellas, let's grow our birds out, man. Let's do this whole no shave November thing, man. Let's grow our shit out for charity. Or we can go 60 miles. We can go 60 miles, but each dude lost to suicide on the hour, on the minute. Every hour. Hey, yo, man, let's take care of each other this November. Hey, your dads, your uncles, your cousins, your brothers, your granddaddies, your husbands, and your homies. Look out for them this month. Show you care. And we back. So, uh, where we leave off? Did we leave off? Oh, yeah, we talked about uh, how... Oh, we talked. We talked about how uh, how grateful I am that I didn't get locked into a conservatorship. Thank, thank goodness. Because if I were, I would probably, I probably would have killed myself a long time ago. <sighs> I would not be alive today because I would rather die than be up under anyone's thumb. Also, also that was like one of my biggest fucking fears since getting out of that house, since moving away from that. One of my biggest fears is was waking up one morning and getting a knock on or even just chilling at my home and fucking cops or the courts or whatever come busting through my door talking about talking about uh um in this fucking conservatorship or whatever that um that I don't own myself that I'm owned 
Hmm. Thank goodness. So, like, I just, like, I would have these, like, I would have these fucking nightmares that I'd be taken out of my own home and back to that house and it would become my prison because legal shit. I remember telling, I remember telling Draco about this and he told me, told me I ain't have to worry about that. And I looked that shit up, you know, because you got to prove that I can't take care of myself. And I'm looking around, looking around my house. Now I'm looking at my finances. I'm looking at, I'm looking at my bills, which are paid up. <laughs> I'm looking at my rent which is about to be paid shortly. Look, you know, I'm looking at the fucking, I'm looking at the memorabilia from my two trips to San Diego. And I see that while I struggle, because who the fuck ain't struggling in 2021 in the United States that ain't a white class white collar worker sorry white collar working that ain't make that ain't rich as fuck I look at my cat my cat is taken care of and loved. And I speak positivity to my cat every morning. She's the closest thing that my mom's gonna have to a grandchild out of me. Sorry, not sorry. Please understand that. Please understand that. Maybe if I get another girl cat, I'll I'll name her Cherie. As you know, I I know you want all your granddaughters. Yeah, your middle name. I know that. So, move. <sighs> so, moving on from that, I'm gonna go ahead and get a little bit more into this conversation with my mom. We, you know, we've already covered how we talked about how fucked up my grams, my uh, fucking line is. And talking about the people that preceded her. And obviously that seeped into her progeny. Clearly. Clearly. And it it was it's nice to talk about all this shit with my moms. Cause validated everything I was saying to her. It was just nice to not be met with gaslight. It's nice to talk to my little cousin. It's not, yeah, it's not, yeah. It's nice to talk to my little cousin. And 
not be met with and not be met with gaslighting. She came to me. And why would I gaslight her? We feel like, you know, I guess we are really the only sane ones out of all these best, out of all these people, you know? And to this cousin, unfortunately for you, unfortunately, and don't take this the wrong way, if I woke up to a text message and it said, bad news, Jeremy, and to this cousin, if it said that your uncle was found at the East Bridge because he tried to bungee jump with his he tried to bungee jump and wrap the damn cord around his neck instead of his instead of a harness. Wouldn't feel bad. Wouldn't feel bad at all. I would not feel bad if the emo bitch finally met his demise. And this is not anyone speaking for me. This is no one's influence. This is me because that I've seen what that motherfucker's like for myself. So he can go ahead and stop playing victim. But again, getting off track. I apologize. Tend to go on these tangents. Sorry. Not sorry. Because short attention span. And, you know, I start randomly thinking of shit that's kind of sort of relevant, but it's not the point. Damn it. Doing it again. Doing the shit again. I. So, conversation with my mom. We talked about hell, the toxicity, the toxicity in her siblings ain't just with her second husband's children. These are the children with her bio, her biological grandfather. I mean, her biological father, my mother's biological father. I know who this man is. I in For all intents and purposes, and due to the fact that I lacked an emotional attachment to this man, but still had enough empathy for him, can't really call him grandpa, but was in fact my biological maternal grandfather. So, yeah, this was... This was Graham's first husband. And yeah, the toxicity with her. Oh my God. And the toxicity with my mother's biological siblings. Just horrendous. So much so that they themselves have proven their dislike for me. So, my mom asked me, so I asked my mom, I said, I heard two of your siblings die. And she said, yeah. 
and she asked me, I'm sorry. Yeah, so she confirmed, even though I knew this. And I was just like, and so she asked me about one of them, and she was like, uh, I was wondering why you didn't show up to the funeral. So I so I said to her, I'm like, would you really have wanted me at that woman's funeral? Because apparently she was found she was found dead in my grandma's house. But prior to this, prior to this, one of my aunties sent me a text message saying that somebody was pretending to be me and sent out this horribly this unformatted, no atrocious grammar with all kind of typo and error filled text message saying, oh, you're a horrible person. You're a horrible person. And this and that. And I'm going to come to the fucking 4th of July party and shoot up and shoot all y'all motherfuckers up. And then they had to fucking audacity then they had the fucking audacity to say at the end of the text message this is Jeremy motherfucker what motherfucker what first of all if you know me I'm a whole ass writer First of all, I'm a whole ass writer. And if you've known me really my entire life, correct, proper grammar and spelling is everything to me. If you've seen me type, if you've shared a fucking, if you've ever shared DMs, if you've ever been in my DMs and I respond to you, I have at least proper grammar. This text message, nothing was the beginnings of the sentences were not capitalized. There was no punctuation. I use punctuation in my texts. I use punctuation in my DMs. I use punctuation in my statuses on Facebook. I use punctuation in my tweets, in my captions on my Instagram. So, whoever the fuck this was, you got me fucked up. So... I was led to think that this was that this was my punk ass, that this was my punk ass scumbag uncle. Again, you can keep your fucking family, dude. I don't want them. I never wanted to replace you, dude. I didn't. Whatever, whatever your fucking problem, whatever you felt like your fucking problem was with me, that you had to do all this extra shit. I didn't have a problem with you, dude. I didn't have a problem with you other than you're a whole ass fucking loser. Grow up and be a fucking man. So, thought it was him. Then, I was told it was this bitch. So, I sent, I sent a response back to the number that was in the screenshot. And I said, 
whoop the fucking do. This is the only bit of attention you're going to get from me, bitch. You tried. Lock the number. That was it. So, according to my mom, according to my mom, somebody had somebody had her phone and these text messages were sent. These text messages were sent at some point after she was dead. Mm. How she died don't really matter. How she died don't really matter to me. Because let's be honest. Let's be honest. It's a fucking favor. It's a fucking favor to me. Sweet fuck, sweet fucking justice. Sweet fucking justice. Fuck that bitch. Whatever. Now, foe, foe, motherfuckers start going. Ah oh, man, damn Jeremy, that's cold. Why y'all start being like, damn Jeremy is like that. It's like that. It is like that when I when I tell you I hated when I tell you I hated this bitch, I hated this bitch, and I meant every goddamn fucking word. I mean every I mean I mean that shit. If I hate somebody, I mean that shit, man. Like, don't don't look at me don't look at me crazy. Now again, I've spent most of my life having what I feel invalidated by so-called family. By so-called family, you know? Like, oh, man, you shouldn't say... Oh, man, you shouldn't say that. Okay, so... Uh, I'm going to say that I may have cursed her when I was a child. Yeah. I, yeah, that, her death might be an indirect result of a curse from me. I may have, and inadvertently hex this bitch. So, we've gone really most of my adolescence and my 20s having words because she for some she for some fucking reason could not could not go without being disrespectful to her mother. And again, I was Graham's right-hand man for at least 12, 13 years with no appreciation. With no gratitude. With no gratitude. No gratitude whatsoever. Again, Right? The unappreciated right hand man. Take it for granted. So, if I lashed out, 
at this bitch and her in my grand's defense, I was the one who got shitted on. So I found out that my very first cat nickname, he was a beautiful black cat. He was a beautiful black cat. He was he was a bit of an asshole. Kind of like my cat Sassy. Bit of an asshole like most cats were. But I grew to like and in spite of in spite of my grand's mother being being so wicked, I got my appreciation from Cat. I learned because through her how to appreciate and love cats. It's because of her that I love cats a lot. Because she was a crazy cat lady. She not meant some words. Sir. So back so back to this so but Jeremy, how to Jeremy, how the fuck is this relevant? Okay, this bitch poisoned my cat. This bitch murdered my cat, man. This was my very first cat. And she was fucking horrible. And I noticed she was horrible to all my cats. All the cats we adopted. She was just a horrible... Can you not travel? To them. I'm not going to use that word. But yeah. But. That word. Described. She, she murdered my cat. She somehow fucking poisoned my cat. I thought about it. Like. He died on a Sunday. He was healthy as well. I was 11. He was healthy. He was healthy. He was moving around. He was happy. At this point, we had at least three cats. Well, two. Working on adopting a third. So, he was, he was just happy. He was chill. He was being his cuddly cuddly self and he would he was an outdoor cat so he'd be running the street he'd be running the streets fucking every female cat he doing what doing what boy what boy cats do and he had kittens he would bring them around <sighs> blessed silent knickknack it was nice fucking seeing you in some form or another again your big brother misses you. Still, buddy. I hate that you were taken from me. And I love you, man. But. Then on a Sunday. It was a Sunday morning. I still remember to this day. He was in a, he was in a chair. He was in a chair. In great grandmama room. And he was just so weak. He was weak. 
didn't know what was wrong with him. I'm like, he was sick. And I just sat there. And I just sat on the floor next to that chair. Until until he until he was gone. And we buried him. We buried him in a corner in the backyard. The headstone ain't there no more because it was like a Halloween decoration. But I could go exact if I knew where to look, I would know exactly where his grave But Jeremy, you said you you said you cursed this woman who was supposed to be your aunt. Don't call this woman my aunt. Don't call her mine. She was nothing. She was not family to me. She was horrific. Shit, she was her she was horrible to her own daughter. She was horrible to her own only daughter. Horrible. So I was about 17. I was about 17. Sick of her shit. Nine words with her. Told her. I told her. I said. You fucked up ass. You fucked up ass nasty bitch. One of these days, you're going to feel everything that Nick Knack did. You think I don't know you you killed my damn cat? Of course, I don't think, I don't think she ever admitted it. But I held that shit. I held that shit. Huh? Apparently, when she was found, she was dead for a few days. She had a severe alcohol problem, man. Ultimately, what got her fucking license lost in New York, she was staying. And when I last saw her, she looked fucking skinny, frail. I would say drugs. I would say she probably had a drug addiction. So that's my bet. And my best bet is probably heroin. So I haven't asked my mom about the autopsy. Not that I care. Not that I care, but not that I care because I feel like the universe has done me a great fucking service. And I hope that and I hope that my knickknack is making her afterlife a living hell even as we speak. I love you, kitty cat. Man. We even buried we even buried him in his in that red collar he was wearing.
Sweet boy. Big brother will always love you, man. So, I'm going to go ahead and reiterate and go back over what I do what I do to hell, man. As I said, speak positivity that was never spoken to me. I'm I work on I work on self-love, man. I work on I work on appreciating on appreciating myself. I congratulate myself when I do when I do things. Maybe maybe my manager maybe my manager was right when when uh of our birthday, you know, is honestly I think, you know, I feel like he be trying to rain on my mother. He be trying to rain on motherfuckers parade because he always stoic as fuck. He always stoic as fuck when he talking to me. Whatever. And I don't say shit. I don't say shit to him. He got me fucked up, but I don't really say shit to him. I just sit there and be like, bro, you not finna move me, dog. You not fuck you not finna fuck with my day, dog. So yeah, and I don't speak that positivity to just myself. I speak that shit to my loved ones. I speak that shit to my chosen family. I speak that shit to their children. And I, I speak all that shit. You know, I try to speak what I want into existence. I try to manifest that shit. There. But uh anyway, I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this up and close out. I'm gonna go ahead and close out and say Dog Yo, as long as you got your own back if you got your own back and you got motherfuckers that's riding with you, that's down for you, that's down, that's ten toes down. If you got that, fucker, fucker, everybody else, man. Also, dude, haters come in all shapes and sizes. They come as friends. They come as family. All that low. And if they start throwing low key, if they throwing low key shade at you, basically, basically trying to minimize, minimize what you what you own. Dog, cancel that noise, man. That could be and I, I saw this meme, man. It could sound like it can sound like fucking so how's your little project going? You gotta check you gotta make sure you gotta check, you gotta make sure of who's in your corner, of who got who got your back. 
But my thing is, as long as you got you, as long as you got you, you good. Hey. And speak. Dog, speak love. Speak love over your kids, man. Also, speak and be supportive. Okay. If you don't like something they're doing, if you don't like something they're into, if you don't like something that they want to do at school, that's your problem. But clearly, your children need to know that you got them, that you're going to cheer for them. And I'm going to, and finally, I'm going to wrap this up with we ain't out the woods yet, at least here in the U.S. So wear your mask, wash hands. Go get vaccinated. And my honest, you know, that's your choice. But in my opinion, all the excuses to not get vaccinated are stupid as fuck. They're stupid as fuck. And you've been getting vaccinated as a child. And I'm going to say this again. I work in the food service industry. You're required to get a Hep A vaccination within 30 days of starting your job, or at least providing proof that you've got the Hep A shot. So I ain't trying to hear all that. But I hope y'all's kids had a safe Halloween. I hope y'all. I hope y'all had a good Halloween parties, all that shit. To all my witches, I hope I hope you saw one's good. And according to the time I'm looking at right now, it's eleven thirteen. So got about a little bit over forty five minutes before the veil comes back down between the living and the spirit worlds. Blessed saw one and. Good night. Oh shit. Um, no, we're not done. Uh so I just wanted to say that Draco, Steven, and I still need to do our series on WWE's Attitude. Three of us have more wrestling reviews coming out. And I'm coming back when I can get on the same, I guess when my friend Arthur and I can get on the same page because I want to talk with him and get input from him about things that parents of autistic children should know while raising their children. You know, things that'll help them. Things that they should know. <sighs> so, if you wanna so if you wanna follow me outside of this podcast, you can catch me on Instagram. J dot 
Aaron Torias, T-O-R-I-A-S. You can catch me on you can catch me on Facebook, same J Aaron Torias. Name. And you can follow me. You can follow me when I'm live on stereo. Same name. Or and if you want to talk, then if you want to talk to me, you're welcome to email me, J-A-T-9-P-4 at gmail.com. You can also you can also donate to the podcast, help keep it going. But with that being said, blessed Sawin to all my witches. May your spells manifest. And I hope your rituals. I hope your rituals were useful. I hope your rituals brought what you wanted. I hope your spells manifest. Happy Halloween. I hope your kids had a safe Halloween. I hope y'all had fun. I hope y'all was safe. We ain't out the woods with this COVID shit. So wash your hands. Wear your mask. Go get vaccinated. And at this point, all the arguments I've heard against it are stupid as fuck because if you had parents that gave a fuck about you, took you to go get vaccinated. I and you know, obviously in some schools, especially where I'm from, shit was required or you missed school until you got them vaccinations. If or if you're like me and you work in the food service industry, you're required to get a hep A shot at least within 30 days of getting hired. So Sick of the arguments against vaccine mandates. Shut the fuck up. But with that said, I'm on my way out now for real. Have a good night. Peace. That's the side one. And happy Halloween. Peace out.